0: Galnet News Digest, 29th of March 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we investigate the bribes and lies of two different mining ventures. We look at whether Thargoids are targeting megaships instead of starports. And we visit Dea Matrona, where the famous Experience Jelly is once again back in stock.
1: The dodgy characters that run Salvation's faction, Taurus Mining Ventures, have executed a bait-and-switch after luring prospective miners into Guardian Space, making their prospective partners travel another 100 light-years away from the bubble. On the 23rd of March, Taurus Mining Ventures Director of Research, Dr. Ruben Carpenter, announced that they had discovered special radioactive ores in the Sinewf En-H G11-106 system. On the 28th of March, they announced that they were almost ready to start mining operations in that system and would shortly be inviting independent commanders to come over and assist in this potentially highly lucrative operation. These special minerals could only be found in this one special system, they said. And then, later on Monday, they seem to have decided that the unique system with the special radioactive ores wasn't the sinuFEN EN-HD11-106 system after all, but was instead sinUFCE CE-R C21-6, which is 100 light-years further east. They very quietly appear to have falsified their earlier documents, substituting the new system name for the old, without actually telling anyone or giving any reason. This new system is one their heart of Taurus megaship jumped to two weeks ago, on the 17th of March, and is another system with Guardian structures and ruins. The Masashi megaship which Taurus mining ventures captured from Admiral Aidan Tanner of Aegis is in nearby HIP 39768, Yet another system with Guardian Ruins. Quite why Taurus Mining Ventures chose to mislead pilots about the location of these ores with allegedly magical properties is a mystery. The duplicitous nature of salvation, Taurus Mining Ventures and the possibly related azimuth biochemicals is well documented, as is their avaricious approach to anything touched by the ancient Guardian civilization. It is not remotely clear what they plan to do with these irradiated ores, but it is equally clear that a large contingent of independent pilots is ready to help them out and make a healthy profit in the process. C-21-6 is already filling up fast with fleet carriers, carrying whole flotillas of mining rigs. Whatever qualms we may have about the morality of what Salvation has been doing, Whatever concerns we may have about the destabilisation of the balance of power, whatever rumours are beginning to spread about salvation's ultimate goal, the promise of a decent profit will always guarantee a loyal following.
0: If you want to lay your hands on the extremely rare Matrona Experience jelly, you can get some now. But you'd better hurry. Last week, the Argus Corporation ceded control of the Dea Matrona system to the Anarchist Hand Gang, after a lengthy conflict that reportedly involved assaults on surface installations and smuggling of drugs and slaves, all of which undermined the stability of the ruling government. A representative of the gang confirmed that the operation received substantial backing from the East India Company, an organisation that deals largely in the supply of rare goods. With the gang of Dea Matrona back in charge of pins and dock, Matrona Experience Jelly, previously outlawed by the federally aligned Argus Corporation, is temporarily available on the open market. Madrona Experience Jelly is a designer drug, a programmable narcotic highly sought after by users from all walks of life, eager for the opportunity to hallucinate whatever they desire. The experiences can be customised, or pre-programmed experiences that are as vivid as real life can exchange hands for large sums. The Hand Gang is Not Used to Power and appears to be chaotically organised. It's already at war with another faction in the system. It seems likely that the faction will lose control of pins and dock within days, bringing to an end the supply of the rare good. The value of any stocks bought now, and stored in a fleet carrier or elsewhere, is likely to increase with rarity. The East India Company is reported to be taking full advantage of its brief availability to create stocks of the jelly. But they have not indicated... What experiences they had pre-programmed the jelly with.
1: We are now nearly seven weeks into the latest campaign of Thargoid attacks on the bubble. The incursions have been intermittent, with three weeks between the first attack on the 10th of February and the second on 3rd of March. It was then two weeks more until the third attack on the 17th of March, bringing to eight. The number of systems attacked. During these eight incursions, only three stations, Beaufort Vision in Naune, Gunport in Dan, and Lee Horizons in Gabia, were attacked. And the fight back is going well. Two of the 17th March targets still have massive Thargoid presence, and two others still have some Thargoid presence, with the other four systems completely cleared of Thargoids. Lembas, in the Witch Head Nebula, which was targeted before the Assault on the Bubble started, seems to have a perpetual small Thargoid presence. It may be significant that almost all the systems attacked by Thargoids contain an attacked and derelict megaship, one of which, the Gordon-class bulk cargo ship HDI-31 in Naune, has a log suggesting that the Thargoid attack had been prompted by some sort of cargo the megaship had salvaged from a wreck. that was guiding the megaship towards some unknown destination. The Thargoids are known to be provoked to violence by some cargoes, including Guardian and Thargoid artifacts. The supposedly defunct Aegis Defense has stationed refuel, rearm, repair megaships in all the attacked systems and will pay well for confirmed Thargoid kills via the mission system. Meanwhile, there are only two starports still under repair and none at all in need of emergency evacuation. The Thargoid situation seems to be well under control. Despite what Prime Minister Mann seems to think... President
0: Hudson's unremarkable woes continued last week, with sufficient interest in the bounty hunting in Gliese 868 to ensure that law and order was maintained, but with the very fact that bounty hunters were required to maintain the peace in a federal system, a huge embarrassment to the President. Federal forces have been largely tied up, dealing with unrest caused by Hudson's proposal to waive the rule requiring him to leave office after his second term ends next year. Hudson's proposal to temporarily suspend the 77th Amendment to the Federal Accord would allow him to stand for a third term, amid concerns that none of the galaxy's leaders ever seem to lose office. Members of both parties have spoken out against Hudson, describing the security situation as unacceptable and calling for him to refrain from actions that may put citizens' lives at risk. There's an expectation that Congress will have more to say on the matter in coming days.
1: The promise of better heat sinks by the Alliance's military sponsor Sirius, seems to have swung public sentiment against the proposal by the Riort Mining Coalition to declare its independence. The whole saga began in early January, with Prime Minister Mahan announcing a deal with Sirius for protection against the then and now negligible Thargoid threat. This deal was immensely unpopular, Amongst independently minded alliance systems, especially those closest to the comfortable heart of the bubble, well away from the Thargoid borderlands of the Witchhead Nebula, the Muscadark region, and the California Nebula. At the beginning of February, the coalition won a victory over Sirius Corporation, forcing the Sirius megaship Chariot of Rhea to relocate to the Leisty system. It seemed that the tide of history was on Riort's side and the proposal to declare its independence from the Alliance to keep it free from occupation by Sirius' navy seemed almost a foregone conclusion. That was until Sirius offered pre-engineered heatsinks to anyone that would help sway public opinion behind Prime Minister Mahan's deal. Those heatsinks, which offer extra ammo but with no extra mass, seemed to have persuaded pilots to throw their weight behind keeping the Alliance together and to defeating Riort Mining Coalition's proposal, this rigged election means that there is no realistic prospect of the six systems managed by Reort Mining Coalition from becoming truly independent of the so-called Alliance of Independent Systems. And the Reort Pro-Alliance League megaship Treberitz is stuffed full of more advanced medicines, skimmer components and building fabricators than anyone could possibly know what to do with.